1: Welcome to How To Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can, by talking. This week, we're talking about toxic stress and what it's doing to us. Hi, Lucy. Hi Becky! Happy New happy, Year! Happy <laughs> New
2: Year! Happy twenty twenty one to you. It's yeah.
1: been it's been a so far. It's so different to last
2: year. So different, shaping up so beautifully, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't this a joy? do you remember that thing that often gets trotted out in the papers or online that the second this whole blue monday thing do you remember that oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah
1: and it was like always like oh there's a survey that shows the second january and monday or the third mm-hmm. january monday whatever it is this is the worst day yeah. of the year because we all like yeah. failed our resolution da, da, da. Yeah. i hope they don't trot that out this year because i will lose my fucking shit <laughs> And no one would blame you or convict
2: you. You could loose your shit all over the place. And as long as you did it in a socially distanced way, I think people would stand back and applaud. Yeah. yeah Cause you'd be doing it for all of us, Becky. <laughs> yeah. Doing that. Every single
1: last one of us. This whole ten I months know. Has been one Blue Monday after another, with a with a little respite in the middle. I think.
2: I know. I mean, I think I have to say, just on a kind of because I'm pedantic. Uh, I think that Blue Monday thing is is isn't a hundred percent scientific because I believe it was a survey commissioned by a travel company. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: no, it's not remotely scientific. It's to
2: sell holiday. <laughs> Yes, because everyone was feeling awful at the end of January. Uh, But no, I know what you mean. It would be really nice if that didn't hit the media.
1: It just fit. Honestly, this is mad, isn't it? It feels like every time we speak, things have changed so dramatically in a way that is just unbelievable. And we haven't spoken since just before Christmas. Um, We spoke the day before the tier rules were changed. So people we thought people were be seeing their family, then they were. And then obviously now we're in another proper full-on lockdown with not anywhere near the amount of um kind of slight naivety or, or hope that we might have had before. Um I think we're all under, you know, pretty much aware that this is gonna be going on for a while. Um I don't think anyone is Believing that it will suddenly lift in the end of the month or in the middle of February, it, it may go on for quite some time, um, and it is just awful um, for pretty much everybody, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is. I mean, and I think no, no I mean, I think it's fair enough. It occurred to me over this particular New Year, which. You know, wasn't a huge amount of fun for me as it wasn't for most people, I think. Um, is that I think one of the things that we do on New Year, isn't it, is we look we inevitably look backwards and we look forwards. Yeah. You know, we very much are not in the present on on New Year's Eve because that's not where where we are. That's the point, the point of it is that we, you know, we're doing this kind of backwards forwards thing. Um and that can be a very uncomfortable thing to do sometimes, you know, it can throw us into a state of existential angst. And I think sometimes without wishing to kind of overanalyse human behavior too much, but I think that sometimes the partying is a little bit about countering that, Mm. you know, it's a, it's a nice way of making it manageable of the looking backwards and looking forwards and not it not being kind of too terrifying. Yeah. Okay week or because you know the fact is when we look forwards we you know we we can't ever actually see what's coming anyway uh but But this year we do but this this is that's the thing is this year we do and what we see is awful yeah and there has been no opportunity
1: to blow off steam no and that's the thing isn't it we look back at 2020 and you go well that was mainly bad for most people mainly really tremendously difficult we're not having these wild parties where we kind of get to blow off that steam. And then even if you just are looking to 2021, okay, there is this tiny little chink of light and that's, that's kind of where any hope is being pinned, isn't it? That, that yeah. at some point people will, will be able to get back out there and everyone will be vaccinated. Yeah. But you know that there's this big, long, dark tunnel, which we're in right now that we've got to get through. And, you know, it's, it's very stressful. And that's what we wanted to talk about. Wasn't it? This mm-hmm not just general stress, but a very specific type of stress that is really mm-hmm. um, opposite to right now. I just said opposite. I'm really happy. My uh, <laughs> my degree wasn't a total waste of time, Lucy. <laughs> Go you with your vocabulary I in general.
2: That stuff Thank isn't you meant know. to break itself out to a <laughs> <large, at least. laughs> Good Lord.
1: No. That's all right. You know, well, you know, like I said. Oh, I'm going
2: to I'm gonna have to think of something now. I'm going to have to come up with some big words. are oh, you, you did use existential, so maybe.
1: Okay, That's all right. right. You've got a tick. I've got a tick. <laughs> um, so this whole idea, and I think we might have discussed it really briefly before, but it warrants a, a bigger deep dive now, which is toxic mm. stress. Mm. And the reason it's important and actually very timely is because this situation that we're all in Is not new and it is not fresh, and we are entering month ten of living through the pandemic. And we know it's not going to finish this month. So, could you could you actually, from your your Mm. psychotherapist hat on, unpack what is toxic stress and why is it different from from general stress? Okay, so let's
2: start with general general stress shall we sort of average everyday stress Mm. so average everyday stress is uh, a response to something in our environment usually um and that generates or or provokes a series of physiological responses within the body that gear you up Mm. Uh, and they put you in in an active state um a prime state and they are sort of related to fight and flight so they, they they propel you into action and we are then sort of propelled forward to either remove ourselves from the difficulty or tackle it and stress is not necessarily a bad thing you know so for example all change provokes a degree of, mm. of a stress response within us because it requires us to 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 react and understand and mobilize and a lot of what we learn comes in that, that edge, that uncomfortable edge
1: where we are fractionally stressed. I'm thinking about that um, A kind of good stress is yeah. like something like when you're taking an exam or doing some yeah. kind of test, you know, and, and it, it doesn't feel comfortable at the time. It feels yeah. horrible. But everything is heightened, isn't it? And your focus increases and your energy increases and all exactly. of that. Exactly. And then you are you can obviously perform better or ideally. Yeah. Then you might have done otherwise, <laughs> Hopefully. And, then you, Hopefully.
2: and then you and then and then you crash afterwards.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
2: you know, stress has a has a purpose, and obviously sometimes it's it's just it's not constructive at all. It's just very very unpleasant. We usually experience, we understand, we tend to think of stress as something we experience in sort of short sharp bursts, and then we yeah. level off. Short, shot bursts, and then we re-regulate. So it's a there's a there's a sort of um, a, a, reg, a physiological regulation happening. Here we go up, and then we go back down, and then we level off, and we go up, and we go down, and we level off. Okay, okay. So the thing about toxic stress is when the stressor doesn't end. So we have that fight or flight response. We have that physiological response. We experience things like a slightly elevated heart rate, maybe slight shortness of breath, um, dr- uh, sweaty palms, is the other one, mm-hmm. uh, tense shoulders, you know, so we have all these, our, di- our digestion's affected. So we have all these uh, uh, physiological responses to feeling stress, but the stressor doesn't go. And what that does is that then puts our bodies in a really long-term unsustainable state. So it's like we've got the foot, our if we're in a car, it's like having our foot on the accelerator all the time with the handbrake on. So, the yeah. Car can't go, yeah, right. So the car can't go anywhere, but is revving and revving and revving and revving and using up fuel and using up oil and using up energy and using up all the stuff, revving, 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 revving and can't go anywhere. Because the thing about when stress becomes toxic is that we get stuck in a situation that we cannot change. We cannot discharge our of our physiological arousal. Um, physio- in this case, we'd call it arousal. We cannot discharge our physiological arousal. We can't take the handbrake off and let the car go.
1: And without spelling out the bleeding obvious, <laughs> <laughs> would perhaps living through a global pandemic, and I'm thinking specifically the way we have experienced it in the UK, yeah, which has been a very um, I can't think of the best way to describe this. I don't want to get all political. Um, but in terms of... <laughs> but you're going <gonna. laughs> sh- it, it, It's very much related to that, isn't it? Is that yeah. the toxic stress ha- is fra- is because, obviously it's not, not finishing. The pandemic is not anywhere near over. And we are experiencing constantly shifting goalposts, changing rules, lack of constancy, lack of clarity and is that also would that also make it more toxic indeed indeed
2: because we are you know every time that our government announces something you can feel the um the crackle in the room as it were even if Mm. you know when I say the crackle in the room I don't mean my personal room I mean just generally globally sort of social media or talking to people whatever yeah there's there's a there's a heightened state everybody's tense right they're on the metaphorically on the the seat, possibly literally waiting for something to change and then the changes happen and then everybody mobilizes and frantically scrambles and then we drop down again and then there's another change and another change and another change and so in very practical terms our lives become quite difficult because we're constantly having to arrange rearrange rearrange rearrange, rearrange and you can't settle anywhere and uh-huh. that's re- that now that would be stressful anyway all right that would be mm. hard anybody anyone who's ever had a, a, a boss who changes their mind you know Yes, yes, will really understand yes. this one or lived with somebody very capricious and demanding will mm. understand this one, you know, um, or, or lived with very little children, actually, is, is the other, this is not, not dissimilar to that, where, you know, you think you've got it and then the next minute they hate the cheese and, you know, it's yes. going past the <laughs> ball and the blue cup has to be instead of the pink cup, you know, it's, yes. it's that level of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, constantly re- responding. Now that is hard enough. However, it's beyond compounded by the fact that we can't see, talk to each other, touch each other, hug each other, support each other in a a physical way. So we Mm. we, we are cut off physically from other people. And where we would often find our release from something um, as sort of tyrannical and brutal as this situation has become is through kind of sharing it with other people or being with other people. And the fact that that has been removed is making this really much, much harder. So that the opportunities to, as it were, take the handbrake off and let mm-hmm. the car run mm-hmm. have been removed effectively. And obviously, you know, the thing is, as with that, as with the, the revving engine. You know, if you keep an engine revving like that with a handbrake on, you start to damage the car.
1: Bearing in mind the combination of length of time, um of the of the pandemic that's been going on. Um plus the constantly shifting goalposts that people in the UK, you know, I'm not I know we're not alone um in the UK. I know this is going on elsewhere. What is that doing to us? What is that doing to us mentally? My God, that's a big question and not one I can <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Lucy. I yeah I, mean, I can what it's No, 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 just
2: fling my way. I, mean, I can tell you what it's saying to me mentally. Um uh, no, I think I, I think there is sort of short, medium, long-term stuff here, right? And as to the medium and long, well, let's put a big question mark over that and see. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because mm-hmm. we've got a few years of this um, of picking that one apart, really, and, and dealing with. The oh yeah,
1: no, the long term we, we'll be big picking up the huge. threads of this for years.
2: Yeah, there is a there is a big old whiplash happening. Uh, will will be happening, but in the short term. Um, as you as you would expect really the, the the consequences are not very good i mean you know we lots of people aren't sleeping
1: yes that's
2: quite bad there's a yeah. real sort of pattern of not sleeping or having inter- uninterrupted sleep uh, i think lots of people are feeling very 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 on edge and everything very close to the surface yeah lots of people seem to be feeling the physical effects of stress i think so kind of racing hearts slightly upset stomach stuff tooth grinding um I think people are snappier I think people are lonely I think people are sad I think there's a very real risk of people becoming seriously depressed and uh, people are drinking too much
0: yeah
1: so because we just have to put it out that's the thing isn't it like you said it's actually interesting to think of it in that way that like you said we can't we can't get rid of our toxic our stress load in the way that we would Mm -hmm. in a normal in a normal time so we're doing it in these different ways, and obviously, for some of us, I, I definitely think, from me, from my point of view, it's it's emotional uh, imbalance in terms of little things setting me off. Whether that is yes. feeling teary and, and crying, or getting cross at the people in my house because. Yeah, yes. they're the only people
2: <laughs> poor people well, um yes and that puts relation that has the potential to you know put relationships under some fairly serious strain as well I mean that's mm. that's not that's not fun
1: yeah to anybody and I think there's actually a third there's a third element um to the stress load now the stuff that we're inviting into our world and I'm thinking about the news and social media And it's really hard. It's really hard to not do that because I think when we are, what we're doing, what we've got now is we're all isolated. So we're all on lockdown again, whether we're on our own or whether we're with our families, we're isolated in our little cubes. (laughs) And that sense, that, that willingness to want to find out what's going on in the world or wanting to engage with people, however that is, usually comes from, okay, well, we'll watch the news, we'll see what's happening, or we'll go onto Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is. If you go, just going onto Twitter at the moment feels like hound, holding a grenade in your hand and literally taking out the little pin and carrying on holding that grenade because it is so stressful. And I wish I didn't do it. Are
2: you self-harming via I mean, media, Becky?
1: Yeah, I mean it is a bit, isn't it? Because yeah. it's either yeah. it's either terrible news from from you know fact factual news, either from you know news news outlets or people who are working, you know uh, medical yeah. medical professionals and, and sharing you know awful news from the front line, or it's people's personal energy that they're putting out there. That's usually, obviously, at the moment, understandably quite negative and angry.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. that adds to our stress loads, doesn't it?
2: it oh, it really does, because we get stuck in a loop. And I think, I think it's really interesting to think about what drives you onto social media. So what do you think? So, for example, right, when you're hitting Twitter, mm. why do you think you're doing it? What are you seeking?
1: Um, probably it's distraction, to be honest, isn't it? Okay. It's distraction and... Curiosity. I mean, obviously, there's that whole wider picture of the fact that they've got us all kind of slaves to the. um What is it? What is that thing you get? The little when someone likes something you do? A little oh, serotonin. The, the, the dopamine hit. Dopamine hit. That's it. Yeah. So there's probably, obviously, a bit of that if you've posted something. But often I'm on there when I haven't posted anything. So it must be distraction plus. Pur- prurience i know. You see what i suspect
2: you might be doing is i think you are reaching for something that will change your state will change your internal felt state away from one of incarceration and <laughs> stress <laughs> yeah uh, you know which is really hard uh into something else and you're looking you know you're looking for an outlet right you're looking for you're looking to change your state and you're looking for something that is outside your own four walls Mm. you're looking for contact and connection with people who aren't in your immediate environment and looking to change. and 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 I think that's what you're seeking in the sort of uh probably unthought unconscious hope that it will change your state that it will reduce your stress levels that will help you re-regulate down into a more optimal
1: place and there are occasional times and I'm I, you know where you find a funny video like you know people that put okay. these funny videos out Um, and I really, you know, that really cheers me up, but that doesn't, obviously that doesn't happen every time I go on Twitter. Most of the times, you know, it's not a positive experience and it's very, it's yeah, it's just relentlessly negative and that is not helping. And I'm sure there's millions of people who can relate to that.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, I catch myself doom scrolling far, far, far too much. And, you know, I, I love the funny videos and I like the feeling that it's not just me. You know, mm. I, I get that from 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 social media, that it's, you know, isn't just, you know, that we're all kind of in it together. But actually after a while that comes really overwhelming. And I notice mm. the more stressed or the more despondent I feel, um, the more time I spend, you know, scrolling. Yeah. Is it, is it, for me, I don't know if it's true for you, but for me, I've noticed there's an absolute, Ratio going on here, you know. Yes, I, I, I think you really, really see it. Yeah,
1: but it's not. You know, it's not a relationship that makes me very comfortable. Like you know, I don't feel like I'm in. I don't feel like this is a, a kind of thing where I can control that and I can tell myself not to. I mean, it's not. It's, I don't think I'm sitting there all day long doing it. But it's it's that um it's like an involuntary tick.
2: Yes, well, if this was a romantic relationship, it would be quite unhealthy, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if Twitter it's was a boyfriend, what kind of boyfriend would he be? <laughs> oh,
1: he would—he would not be a good boyfriend. No, he would not he be would... a good influence, would he?
2: No, no, no. no he wouldn't be getting as you wouldn't—you'd be getting a lot. You'd be giving more than you would be getting. Yes, out of that situation, and I think that's kind of what happens. And I and and but I think we feel absolutely compelled to to move towards very understandably if we feel compelled to move towards easy distraction but it's very hard for us to kind of make the equation kind of knowing what we're looking for and then realizing that what we're getting back is actually is not it it's really not it and actually in actual fact really kind of is making it all worse and harder
1: but in in terms of trying to manage our toxic stress load we can't we can't change this situation we can't we can't make it better. But what well we can. What can we do to make it slightly better?
2: Well, I think the thing is, you know, if we think about the um you know, the the, the, the accelerator and the brake analogy. Um mm. that's why for some people exercise works. Mm. I know it's a, it's 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 it you know, everyone's heard it all a million times, but if you can move your body, move your body um because it really 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 helps and uh obviously you know people's capacity to move their body will be it be different for everybody you know some people are marathon runners and you know some people it's kind of actually it's more like a gentle stroll but you know yeah fine it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter what you do what you, you know but do what you can within your ability and within your capacity um because physical movement we we there are some physical movements that we really have to think about in order to do you know it requires a a shift of focus and in order to moderate the toxic stress we need to slightly stop the worrying brain a bit because the thing about Mm. toxic stress is we get very very wound up and then we tell ourselves messages about it so uh we we think that it's maybe because we're doing something wrong or maybe because we're failing or maybe because that's this is no less than we deserve or that we will never get out of this or the sun will never shine again or you know it tends to provoke a lot of really difficult um messages that we that we tell ourselves and, we, and those and because we're vulnerable
1: we believe them so we need to get our so brains we need to onto something better. else yeah
2: it's about it's about shifting focus and that's so exercise is good um yeah one of the techniques I have for panic attacks is really really good, and I really recommend this. Like you know, a couple of two three times a day. Is um I don't know if you've noticed. So, can, are you in this situation right now, Becky, where you can wiggle your toes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, wiggle your toes. Go on. Go on. Kim and me. Wiggle your toes. Okay. Yeah.
1: They're 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 wiggling yeah. away.
2: Yeah. Okay, but you've had to really focus to do that, haven't you? You had to move <laughs> your focus away.
1: There was a pause where you went up, <laughs> yeah. and in that pause, <laughs> surely yeah, I should be able to do it without focusing too much. it mean, no, yeah, you oh, can't.
2: I have to think about it. Oh, right, you okay. Think about it, and you—if you're going to—and it's quite hard to do. So, if you're going to wiggle your toes for a full thirty seconds, that is thirty seconds where you have to move your your focus away from "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god" into oh my god oh, yeah. that's actually oh that feels really strange and you can try and make a mexican wave of your toes and you can try and do them all oh, i don't know if i, if I that, if I'm that wow. see, that's the, right this is this is something to aim for and trying to and that's the thing is it's, it's a, it sounds really silly but if people are having a panic attack in a public place that's something you can yeah. do without looking like you're having it without giving it away
1: wow. uh so you that's could that's really you know, interesting hello so we're going to wiggle our toes through this
2: well that's one of the things you can do but it's a really good example of how you have to shift your focus the other thing is of course doing which I know is the you know very sort of it's about the practice of mindfulness really it's just about moving Mm. your attention onto something that requires your attention and slows you down
1: yeah like that kind of thing I've been seriously debating trying to learn to knit or something like that but the problem I mean my problem is 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 time um because obviously I've got the homeschool bollocks going on but (laughs) (laughs) I can totally see doing something like knitting or some kind of like soothing crafting slash you know that you can focus on but isn't too mentally taxing and could be brilliant really
2: really really good for you it's really good for the kind of the revving brain and if you learn mm. something like knitting or lino cutting or whatever it is you you, you want to do you sort of acquire a new skill as well at the end of it uh, yeah. or, or you realize that you this new skill is utterly beyond you but at least you tried and that's something right and you yeah. move on to something else but there is something it, it's very very important to try and engage parts of you that just aren't the whirring brain so to move into your body a bit and not mm. into your palpitating heart and your, your shallow breathing, but to move into other parts of your body that can that can help, um, you know, counterbalance this. And it's not well, a perfect solution, but it, it
1: does help. It mitigates, doesn't it? It, mitigates. it does help. It really does help. And I definitely, I definitely, I found the kind of physical movement exercise slash walking thing when I can, yeah. when I can, super, super helpful, even though it is, fucking freezing like it is beyond freezing at the moment it's it's some kind of cosmic joke that (laughs) the thing that makes us feel good eventually eventually makes us feel better is so bloody painful to to get the wherewithal get you know Mm -hmm. to go and do because you literally have to spend about half an hour togging up
2: yeah and then and then you have to spend another half an hour
1: avoiding other people (laughs) <laughs> walking in the middle of a busy road well you know one one day at a time Lucy one day at a time will get us
2: through it absolutely will and that's another really useful thing to do is to just focus on the day ahead you know focused between now and bedtime yeah, all really you have to do, and I think I think sometimes it's really amazing to give ourselves permission to do that because partly because of social media and partly because of the world we live in and you know, the pressures of you know modern day capitalism and all of that. We live in a very very revved state, and we very mm. rarely give ourselves any kind of permission to 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 rest, uh, you know, unless we're actually sleeping or or dead or ill. If I say, if I say to somebody, look, no, I'm not going to do that this afternoon because I'm resting.
1: It does not sound good, does it? We're all conditioned <laughs> to go like, "Yeah, oh, what, what a what a lazy person, what a terrible thing to do."
2: Do you know what I mean? But actually, maybe that would be Monday. the healthiest thing I could do right now because maybe I'm exhausted through mm. absolutely pickling in my own stress hormones to the point where they've become toxic, and maybe my mm. body is exhausted and actually really, really, really needs a rest. So maybe the best thing for me to do this afternoon would yeah, a chance to be a fine thing. But you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Should the opportunity arise, um, maybe actually the best thing for me to do would be to go and lie down for 20 minutes. It's a very, very helpful mindset to be able to move into in times of in hard times and in crisis and in times of tired or ill or just just a bit done in. And it's it's Mm -hmm. something that wouldn't be a terrible thing to carry on into life past the pandemic either. Well, I Um, think
1: I think there's no there's no chance that we're not all going to be changed in some fashions after this. but we like that's one of those long-term things, isn't it? You won't be able to actually unpack that until we're well through this, mm-hmm. um, and we're all these kind of super chilled, restful, carpe diem people. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> in twenty twenty-five, I can't wait. We're all going to be amazing. We're just going to be so much nicer and cooler and chiller. But well, that's something to hope for. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. On that yeah. note, on that kind of you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and do what we can and and just do it. Every day, a little yeah. bit, a little, a little thing for you know to move our brains into some other place yes. where, however wiggle that your, wiggle
2: is, wiggle your toes, wiggle your toes every day, tight
1: oh, I, I will be doing that now, and I'll be thinking of Lucy every time, and it will be a very strange combination. <laughs> I was say,
2: it's be a very <laughs> few minutes for you. Good Lord, do let me know how that goes, won't
1: you? <laughs> yes. I want, yeah. I'll say they'll, they'll be doing little kind of somersaults by the end of this. Um. <laughs> right Lucy thank you you're
2: right. oh you're DC. welcome good luck Becky bye thanks for listening to how to cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde if you enjoyed our podcast please leave a review like and subscribe it makes a huge difference and we really appreciate it the music is cold funk by Kevin MacLeod and used under a creative commons license you can follow us on Twitter too, at @cope_podcast. underscore podcast. Thanks again and check in soon for the next episode of
0: How to Cope.